0: There's one thing I want you to do
1: for me. What? Come here. Where? When? When?
0: What are we waiting for? Take it! Everybody, welcome to the Tim Gaither podcast, episode forty-nine. My uh, guest today is my buddy Kurt Fletcher. We're in the uh, in his hotel room. He's naked, which is weird. But <laughs> he said door. it was all right. <laughs> I opened the door and there he was, naked as the day he was born, and and he didn't bother to put on anything. I was
1: actually born with a suit on.
0: Really? Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't like to wear pants yeah, now.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Uh, Kurt is the feature this week. We're at the Reno Laugh Factory, and, uh, I've always liked Kurt. He's a great writer. He's very dry. Like, sometimes, sometimes I don't know if you're fucking, like, you'll just be so matter of fact about everything. I have I'm, no, al- I'm always joking. I have, yeah. I, always joking. I, I realize that
1: now. But My some, girlfriend can never tell either. She's like, I'll, I'll just say something totally random. Yeah. And she won't yeah. know if I'm serious or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, 100% of the time I'm joking. Hundred percent. Yeah. Never serious about anything. No.
0: Never. Okay. Nope. Well, that's good. By the way, I'm kidding. He does have his pants on. I didn't want anyone to. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. You know. I threw him on right before you got here. <laughs> right after you're done. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you can cuss or whatever you want on here. Don't be nervous. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh man. I'm fun. so nervous.
1: You're not much of a cusser anyway. Are you? Oh, I cuss so much. I was born cussing. <laughs> You could talk when you're born. Yeah, I was I was born with a suit on. And I was like, Fuck you fuckers <laughs> and my mom thought it was so funny. Did you have that beard too? I had the beard, yeah. That is a
0: strong beard game you've got yeah, going. I was born when I was like twelve. Yeah. Yeah. With a beard. Yeah. With a suit on. Yeah. And telling the doctors to go fuck themselves.
1: Yeah, fucking assholes.
0: Yeah, we're uh, we have a beautiful view here out your window. You've got a better room than I do, which is bullshit. Which just, is great. I'm the headliner. I'm supposed to have a better room than you.
1: Well, it's because they uh, they they took fifty bucks out of my debit card. So yeah, I think that's why. Do you care if I tell the people that story? Oh, you can tell, em. dude. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kurt's playing lands at ten, right? The airport's like five minutes away. So I don't know how long you were sitting here. How long were you in the lobby? I was in.
1: I was down there for a good hour and a half.
0: So you were just sitting there because, uh, tell them your
1: situation. Well, there's there's a couple things. One thing they said that I couldn't check until three on the thing, so I was like, shit, do I have to wait that long? So i was sitting in the lobby, uh, and usually when a hotel when they check into a hotel, they take your card and they hold like 150 bucks. Well, I didn't have 150 bucks, you know, I had like 88 bucks, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend owed me 150 bucks, so I was waiting for her to get me the 150 bucks. But she was account. like, she was at work, and then uh, she she had an issue with her bank account, so her bank wouldn't let her cash her check. So she's like, oh, you have to go to this bank that issued the check to cash it, and then come back and put the cash in his account. And then she had like meetings at work all day and shit like that. So so you're just so sitting, I just down sitting there.
0: there. You never bothered to check with the front desk.
1: I, no, I didn't. I was just sitting there. I was playing Simpsons Tapped Out on my phone, <laughs> and. Uh, and all these fucking basketball teams are, kept walking by, and then like the band started playing. At one point, really, like out in the lobby. Yeah, and I was starting to get a headache already, and then the fucking band starts playing. It's like a full band too. They <laughs> just start fucking playing in the lobby. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, like, tuning
0: right? up their shit. No, I'm I guess so. We're on the nineteenth floor. I can't do oh, shit man.
1: in the lobby. Yeah, it was nuts. And well, then, uh, so yeah, I just finally uh, went to check. I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. I have a credit card. Is that all right? They're like, yeah, that's
0: fine. Well, he's leaving out a key part of the story. He didn't check until I said, well, go check.
1: Yeah, because that was...
0: Because I didn't wake up until... I woke up at...
1: Well, was woke, almost one.
0: Well, I went to bed at, like... I, I'm on such a weird sleep schedule. I can't get it right, man. I, uh, I was in New York a few days ago, which is three hours difference, time difference. And so yesterday, I flew literally all day long and didn't go to sleep until, like, four... 30 or something, and then I woke up at 7.30, and my room was hot, and I was all pissed off and grumpy, so I, I took uh, I took this z stuff and went to sleep until like 1 p.m. I turn on my phone, and I'm like, where are you at, Kurt? And he's like, I'm in the lobby. And uh, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing in the lobby? They won't let you check in yet? He's like, no, I don't have my debit card. So, all right, my, my girlfriend's going to put money in my account, so I can't check in yet. And I was like, well, did you even check with the front desk to see if they'd let you? And you're like, no. you just sat there for two hours and you didn't have just. i don't
1: like rejection you know
0: well they would have let you check in they
1: would have yeah but i the whole time do you ever travel and like have anxiety like like every every time before i travel like i just have i have dreams where there's something keeping me from getting to the gig yeah like every time i travel really yeah does that ever happen to
0: you no i I have the weird I have dreams though that I'm performing in like odd places uh-huh. like I had a dream a few days ago where um, our house in California I woke uh, in the dream I there was like a part of my house that I had never been to and I started going walking down this hallway and before I knew it there was like we had like three or four different kitchens and all these living rooms. And I was like, holy shit, my house is huge. And all this time, I had no idea. <laughs> I've got three kitchens and three living rooms. I'm like fucking Elvis over here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I, and then we had an indoor pool and I'm in the indoor pool and there's these people like floating around on rafts. And the next thing I know, I've got a microphone and I'm like doing standup for some of them. And some of them are laughing. And then, but in my, my point of that is in, I always have these dreams where I'm performing in these weird locations. Oh, yeah. And it always starts out okay. And then after a few minutes, like, I peter out or the audience does. They just quit listening to me all together. And I just, in the dream, I slowly just kind of back out of the location <laughs> that I'm in. Like, fuck this. I don't want to do this.
1: <laughs> We're going back to my three kitchens.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was the coolest dream, dude. Like, I would wake up cool. and be like, oh, that's not real. And then I'd go back to sleep and I was right back in that dream. Um... Not to get on a weird dream tangent, but last night I dreamt, and I think it was because I was watching Flow Wrestling right before I went to sleep, but I dreamt that I that I was at a party, and Mark Hall was there, who's like... The biggest off- douchebag on the planet? Yeah, I, for some reason...
1: He seems really douchey.
0: There's something about Mark Hall, I, 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 I'm i with you, I don't... Hey, I've never met... I actually, I have met the guy. Yeah. Last year at NCAA's, i I went up to him and I was like, hey man, great tournament. And maybe it was because I was wearing an Ohio State jacket and he had just wrestled a guy from Ohio State. Um, but I was being really nice. I was like, hey, man, awesome tournament. You know, he beat some studs and whatever. And he just looked at me like I was the biggest asshole. And I was like, what, dude? I'm complimenting you. Yeah. I didn't realize, even until afterwards, that maybe it's because I had an Ohio State jacket uh, yeah. on. But,
1: but still, I mean, if someone. A fan from another team is complimenting you, like yeah, like, And,
0: cool and I'm a wrestling fan. Like I, I love Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State. I love all, all. I love anything wrestling. I, I, I probably root for more, more for Ohio State because I, I um, Tom Ryan, the head coach, he's, he's kind of my buddy. Like he got me in the Olympic trials last year, and we've had some good conversations. So if I pull for a team, it's probably them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Iowa. It's like, a good team to root for. Yeah, yeah, like you, you're a big Iowa fan. I like yeah. Iowa, but. But yeah, I agree. Every time I've seen interviews with Mark Hall after that, I'm like, there's something about this guy that yeah. just bothers me. Yeah,
1: all the other Penn State guys seem all right, but he's just, I don't know.
0: But I had this dream last night that I was at a party, and he was drinking. Good. Which <laughs> which I doubt Mark Hall's ever had a drink in his life. He won NCAs <laughs> last year as a freshman. He's an amazing fucking wrestler. I mean, this guy is just through the roof awesome. But in the dream, he was like being a dick to everybody at the party and then, like he was drunk enough that he like, he wanted to kick my ass. And then I was like, it, "This is a dream." Keep in mind, but I was like, <laughs> I was like holding him down, and I'm like talking him off the ledge, like, "Hey, man, calm down. Everyone likes you. You're a good guy." I was like, every, "I was like, you're one of the best guys in the country at any weight. I don't know what you're what you're so mad about." And uh, I just had the weirdest freaking dreams lately. And yeah,
1: that's pretty strange.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what that was about. Maybe I've got a. Secret crash on Mark Hall or something. Kind of think. seems like
1: it. You think so? Maybe.
0: Maybe. Um, this is this has been a weird podcast already.
1: Yeah. Do so. you want to just
0: uh, delete it and start over? <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck it. This is what podcasts are about. These are, uh, you know, it's just a conversation we're having. But I think it's funny that I think it's cool that you're a wrestling fan at all because first of all, it's hard to find anyone to talk to about it. Yeah. Well, here's the weird thing: is
1: like. I didn't really follow that closely. Like, growing up, I kind of did, you know, because, like, I knew Mark Ryland. Like, he was the one that taught me how to wrestle.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I, I followed him and stuff, and I followed Iowa when I was growing up. And it was, uh, their, their meets were always on TV, which was awesome. You know, it was super easy to follow. But then I, you know, for a long time, I stopped following it. And then I worked with you and Greg Warren back-to-back. and you, you were both watching wrestling. And I just, that's when I started getting more into it again. Yeah. Yeah, I uh because of me you started getting into it? Yeah, you and great. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Glad I got
0: somebody into it. Most people I try to talk to about it and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." Like off the ring
1: ropes and I'm like, "No, <laughs> goddamn it." No, it's so, like I I started like wrestling more than basketball. Uh, I used to be a big basketball fan, but now it's just meh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the only basketball game I think I've ever
0: well, actually, I watch the NBA finals almost every year. I do enjoy watching the finals. My wife and I will sit there and watch that. But um, I, I grew growing up, I started wrestling. When I was seven, so I always hated. I didn't hate basketball. I was just kind of raised that. Oh uh, yeah. Basketball's for pussies, kind of a thing. and That was my dad's thinking on basketball, and and then and then I was K State, Kansas, KU rather was in the national championship game in like 1988 and i had this little like 13 inch black and white tv in my room oh yeah danny
1: manning
0: yeah and i watched that whole game in its entirety and it was awesome and ku won the national championship and i was like basketball's not for pussies basketball's awesome (laughs) so i started liking it and i really like shooting baskets like yeah um i'm a pretty good shot especially when no one is watching
1: oh yeah i
0: I know how are guarding you full of shit yeah especially (laughs) guarding me um like and we played in we played one time in gym basketball and I remember hit I hit six threes in a row. Nice. And uh, that was the only good like game I've ever actually played. But but I know how stupid it sounds, but literally when no one is watching, I get these little zones where I can oh, yeah. I'm pretty good,
1: you know, like shooting.
0: Uh-huh. And then
1: if somebody starts watching I can't hit a yeah. boat if I fell out of fucking water. That's how I used to because 'cause I'd go to the park and shoot by myself and I always shot from one side because if I shot from one side like, if I missed, it would roll out into the street, and I'd have to run, like, a mile to get the ball. So I shot from this one side, because if I missed, I'd be able to track the ball down. Yeah. So I got really good from shooting from that side. From that side?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I've ever actually played in a game in my whole life. Like, really? Except in that gym basketball game where we had to play, and I was kind of, you know, I was a good wrestler, so I was just like, get the fuck away from me! Let me shoot! <laughs> would they wouldn't really they wouldn't really try That's to awesome. guard me because I thought I'd try to take him down on the hardwood basketball court or something but anyway um it's so funny I do these podcasts and I'm like God, should I've said that about Mark Hall I kind of want to do stuff for USA Wrestling one day and he's probably gonna be ahead of that shit someday <laughs> and be like oh you're the guy that called me a douchebag back in 2014 or what, what year is it 2018? 2018 yeah 2018 I don't know I haven't been awake that long um but I don't know how to edit shit out, so it's going to get stuck in there. And, uh, oh, go ahead. Hell. Tell Mark
1: I'm going to tag say. the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember that time you got beat by Alex Meyer, you punk ass bitch?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um,. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to start talking more about Mark Hall. But, yeah, um,
1: we should probably stop right there. So would beat the shit out both of us at the same time, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, he could. The, the guys but We a, can shoot baskets better. Than the guy's you know. a freak. Every time he wrestles, and, and I think part of the reason I, I uh, obviously and he wasn't that nice to me at the at the NCAs, but also when he the times he's beaten Bo Jordan, he's maybe I'm old school about it, but I don't like when guys get all. He did this stupid pose after he won yeah. NCAs. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, when he beat him at the duel, he's like still on top, and there's like five seconds left, and he's yeah. like already mugging to the crowd and all that. And mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. But, um, but his parents talk about hitting the adoption lottery. Like they, he's adopted. Oh, really? And they get this kid who was just six-time Minnesota State champ and oh, yeah. NCA champion as a true freshman two-time junior world champion. And, you know, it's not like they knew when they adopted yeah. this kid that he's going to yeah. be one of the best wrestlers the world has ever seen. But he'll probably end up winning the damn Olympics, and it'll screw me out of wrestling for us. We're watching or <laughs> commentating for USA Wrestling because uh, of this podcast. But those are the chances you take in this business. Yeah, absolutely. Great. you got to
1: get listeners up, you yeah. know. <laughs> you can't, you know, worry about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, we just want to tag Penn State, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe he'll have some gruesome leg injury or something, and he won't win. Yeah. Well,
0: he's got to beat uh, the guy from Arizona State. He's yeah. going to win
1: it. You, you think like so? Him?
0: Valencia? Yeah, Valencia from Arizona State is fucking awesome. And he beat him earlier this year. He beat him at the All-Star Duel, which is... It's not like Mark Hall went in shape. He just fresh off a Junior yeah. World Championship. So, um, anyway, nobody gives a shit about wrestling except... <laughs> Actually, a few people that listen to this podcast might, even though a couple of weeks ago I said some negative things about hunting, so um, a lot of people are into hunting who like wrestling, so I probably turned all of them off anyway, so probably down to about eight listeners now, curve. That's pretty good. Yeah, this should probably get us up to ten, though, at yeah, least. Yeah, like get
1: double digits, I bet.
0: Um, let's shift gears since nobody cares about wrestling and talk about um, comedy, I guess. We're in Reno, which, we're at the Laugh Factory in the Silver Legacy Casino, and I have had some great shows in this club, and I have also had some of the worst ever. Oh, really? Like, and sometimes in the same night, like you'll have like uh, there's two shows sucks. Friday, Saturday, and sometimes the shows, the crowds are smart and they get it and they're with it, and then sometimes the very next show, they're staring at you like you're selling fucking you have, insurance. Like, such an
1: amazing show. Yeah, and yeah. an hour later, it's dog shit. Oh man,
0: it's the worst. Cause you're just like these jokes were killing an hour ago. Yeah,
1: well, that's the thing you got to think though. Like while you're on stage, it's like, you know, fuck you, you guys are idiots. These are funny. They were funny an hour ago. The they last get less funny.
0: The last two times I've been here, the same lady has come on a Tuesday, and I have this joke in my act where where I say being gay is not a choice. And both times she's been in the crowd, sat in the same place, and said, Yes, it is. <laughs> 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 that is the funniest argument to me when people think that's a choice. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I suppose it's a choice. Like, they're choosing to go ahead and and go with the, you know, sex they like. But yeah. that's like being like, you can choose not to like it. Like, no. If, no. You, ha- if you hate mayonnaise, you can't just choose to like it. Yeah. You can't just be like, God said I should like mayonnaise, so I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, And God did say that in the Bible, right? Something about mayonnaise. Something about mayonnaise. Yeah, about being a sin, and if you eat mayonnaise, you're likely to burn in hell. Yeah. But some people are just like, fuck it, if that's the chance. He prefers
1: Miracle Whip.
0: (laughs) God hates mayonnaise. (laughs) I thought of a joke for you yesterday. Um, uh, I thought of it for me, but it might work better for you since you're so dry. Um, I was on the plane, and and I was talking to this guy about having allergy-induced asthma. Uh And he goes... He goes, I've got exercise-induced asthma. And I thought he was kidding because I started laughing, and he looked at me, and I go, I I thought you were kidding. He goes, no, I I have exercise-induced asthma. And I go, well, don't we all have exercise-induced asthma? So the joke is the guy on the plane said, I have exercise-induced asthma. I said, well, don't we all dip shit? (laughs) (laughs) I think we all do dip shit. Yeah, we
1: totally do. I actually, yeah, I have asthma. uh, Is it exercise-induced? Absolutely. (laughs) I I mean, I can bend over to wipe my ass and uh, asthma attack. You bend over to wipe your ass? Yeah. It's kind of odd. Is it?
0: I think. Why do you need to bend over to do it?
1: Why not? (laughs) That's how the doctor told me when I was
0: 12. Why'd you ask the doctor when you're 12? He just told me. I didn't ask him. He just came over. He's like, You
1: see all this shit back here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Get rid of
1: that. (laughs) Oh,
0: you're a jackass. (laughs) How long have you been doing comedy now? 16 years. 16
1: already? Yeah. Good lord. I didn't know you were that old. How old are you? Yeah, I'm pretty old. I'll be 38 in a couple weeks. Okay. 16 years. Wow. It's a long time. Where did you first
0: start at? Uh Albuquerque. That's right. At uh that Laughs. Laughs Comedy Club with did Russ Revis. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. I uh I co headlined there and uh with this guy named Mitch God, I can't think of his name. It's funny. I really like that guy too, but I can't remember his name. Mitch something. We got along really well and I've never seen him again ever. I think he quit no. doing comedy but but um Russ Revis was the owner and he's real particular about his about about you doing your time, like not, oh, yeah. not going over at all, not going under at all, yeah. and all this. So we were supposed to do 35 minutes a piece, and uh, the very first show, I did like 37, and I was getting paranoid that he was going to get pissed off, so I like got off stage. And uh, and then he was mad because I was apparently supposed to keep going, and I didn't know, and he's like, can you guys not do the time? You know? <laughs>
1: And I was like, you know, he was
0: all mad about it, and uh, the week ended up good, and we, you know, we did our time, and Russ turned out to be really cool, but at first, I was like,
1: God, I'm not going to like this guy, but... Oh, man, he's he's nuts about time.
0: Yeah, and I'd heard that, so that's why I was trying to be really, you know, anal about it, Uh and uh, I'm like, oh, man, he's going to get mad, I'm going over, so I get off, and then he was pissed, because I guess I went under. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, I like Russ, but I haven't seen him in a long time, either.
1: Yeah, he, uh... He's he he in the business Minnesota. at all? Yeah. He works for Kent Muller now. Oh, he does? Uh-huh. Is he your booker or something? I think so, yeah. He okay. works, like, corporate stuff for him. Does
0: he do, uh... Still do comedy?
1: Uh, yeah, I think he do. He does cruise ships mostly.
0: Okay. Yeah, man, I... I, I don't know that I'll ever be, uh... Able to do cruise ships. They're just too, uh... I guess there's a few that you... They're, they're basically, like, comedy clubs at sea. Uh-huh. But a lot of them are very uh, strict about what you can and can't do, yeah. and you can't offend anybody. And I don't realize how much offensive shit I have in my act until, I, until somebody tells me I can't do until it. Until
1: you're in Tulsa, and you get people talking to you after the show. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> I had some good shows in Tulsa, but that one show on Friday, first show... Was it Friday, first show?
1: Yeah. Dude,
0: I was ready to quit comedy. I was like, what in the fuck is going on in yeah, here? Yeah, we've had
1: some shows like that lately. It's just... I don't know what it is.
0: And all the rest of them, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. The other, I think I did, what, six shows and five of them I had a great time. But that one Friday, I was like, fuck, man. My headline says about 52 minutes right now. If I if it's going well and I like it, it usually ends up being around 52 minutes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I think I barely did 43 that night. Uh-huh. And I did jokes I hadn't even done in a while just to fill the time. And yeah. I was like, fuck, man. What is going <laughs> on? And so there's like, well, however long. The 11 minutes less laughter Than I'm used to Normally getting Yeah And so I don't know What the fuck's going on But I've noticed that All over the country There'll be Usually at least One show a week that I'm like Where the like fuck that. Am I right now Like do these people Speak English yeah. Like
1: is this not Their first language I don't get it Yeah last time I featured in Tulsa Like just every show Felt like Friday late show It's just really? fucking dead
0: Yeah Well this That's was weird. Friday first show yeah. and It was packed And I was like yeah. Oh this is gonna be good And it was not <laughs> and then yeah, I was, was knock so myself out getting off the stage because the way they've got that
1: uh, oh that speaker's so dumb right there,
0: yeah, my head is still still uh recovering. They've got this giant speaker that's like right to stage right, and when you walk off the stage if you're not paying attention, and I had my head down because I hated those people so much, I just wanted to get the fuck out of there and go back to the hotel and not think about it anymore, and for a few minutes get my head straight and uh so I had my head so down. So he gave him
1: some himself a concussion. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he would totally blank it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the second show was good, so maybe I needed that knock in the head. Um, do you remember the first time you went on
1: stage? Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Was it? Yeah, I had a good set. Yeah. I brought like 40 people. Yeah, that helps. And uh, the headliner for that night, because they used to do the open mic before the regular show mm-hmm. on a Sunday... And uh, the headliner for the night was Daryl Rhodes. You remember him?
0: Yeah, I remember him. I don't the older guy from Atlanta. I never worked with him but I know the name but Yeah, he was
1: he was super nice. He comes up to me, he's like, he's like, Hey, uh, how long have you been doing stand up? is like, about five minutes. He's <laughs> like, That was your first time? I was like, Yeah. He's like that was great, man. Cool. I was like, Keep it up. And then uh, I met Russ that night and he gave me his business card. He's like, Hey, give me a call this week and I was like, Okay And I called him and he's like, Hey, come do a guest set. I was like, cool, uh, what's a guest set? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what it was, you know. So, he gave me a guest set on that Sunday. So, my second regular show, my second show was a pro show, which was cool. Eight yeah. shit. You did. Yeah. The same jokes. eight shit. Mm-hmm. It was a small crowd. Yeah. And then he's like, come come back next Sunday, do it again. I was like, okay. Uh, you saw this set, right? He's like, yep. Yeah. Yup. yeah. It's
0: like, okay. <laughs> it's cool when people, kn- when people are smart enough to know, yeah. that, like, just because you had a bad set, that it wasn't necessarily you, even though yeah. your second uh-huh. time, it probably was you.
1: Yeah, um, oh, it definitely
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember, I had done comedy, like, every set I had done, had gone pretty well, until I got paid. I made, uh, it was only, it was still only, like, my eighth or ninth time on stage, I mean, they had this thing called, Best of Kansas City on Tuesday, and they put me on the show, and I, I was supposed to do ten minutes, and I barely did eight, and I made eight dollars because we all like split the door or whatever. <laughs> so my pay the first time I made comedy was eight bucks. oh yeah! And uh, and I ate shit. I don't think I got I <laughs> I don't think I got to laugh until that very last joke I did. Oh wow! But it was it was my first time being like, oh man, this is because I I remember having the I remember thinking this is always a dangerous thought even now nineteen years in it's dangerous to think this way but. I remember thinking to myself, everyone's always talking about how co- hard hard comedy is, but I don't know that that applies to me. Like, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it does. Like, I think I'm just really, you know, naturally whatever. And uh, the first time I made that eight bucks, man, I just ate shit. And I was ready to quit that night. I was like, "Fuck this! I've been funny my whole life. I don't need anyone telling me I'm not funny." And this guy Brian Burgess came in and and. They, we hadn't been able to fill the time like everyone was going short and he went up and just destroyed and he'd been doing comedy like 15 years and I was like oh well maybe you need to get a little, give it a little more time yeah. than eight times before yeah. <laughs> before you quit <laughs> <laughs> um, do any shows stand out in your mind as, as being the
1: worst show you've ever done the worst um, I had to perform in front of zero people time did you ever do any triple runs yeah i've done one i did a casino just outside of spokane one time Mm -hmm. and there's nobody there and the lady's like well on the contract it says you got to do 30 minutes i was like even to nobody she's like yep i was like do i have to be funny she's (laughs) like nope you just have to talk into the microphone for 30 minutes
0: so, there's literally no nobody people.
1: except for bar staff. So, I stood up there for a couple minutes, told some jokes, and I was like, fuck this. Uh, I was a cordless microphone. So, I went in this other room. <laughs> yeah. And I just started commenting about the room. I was just sitting at this table by myself. Like, nobody was around me at all. Wow. And I was just commenting on it. I was looking at my watch every couple minutes. I was like, fuck, that's only eight minutes? Yeah. And then I, I went out on the casino floor and just started talking to people out there. I was like, there's a comedy show going on in there and they're like, oh, who's on right now? I was like, me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Of all the stories I've heard, that might be the most brutal ever. (laughs) It was rough. I did once where, one time where I was uh, headlining this, there was a club in Milwaukee but it wasn't really a club. It was like this, it was a weekend gig but it wasn't a traditional comedy room. It was like too big and all that. Uh And, uh, I was getting ready to go on stage and there's three people in the audience. And the lady was and it was like eight o'clock. And the lady comes up and she goes, I need you to go till nine fifteen. And I go, <laughs> I go, It's only eight o'clock. And she goes, Yeah, I need you to go till nine fifteen and I was like, Okay. <laughs> and I went up and did and I was really new to headlining uh-huh. and I went up and did an hour and fifteen minutes for three people and
1: oh, it God. was just
0: terrible, you know.
1: I cannot believe that woman had you do what? The, so you were the feature, right? I was the feature, 30. yeah. So but I was he, able to bring people in for the headliner. Like the headliner had a little bit of a crowd. Okay, so, so he didn't. Me, he didn't have to do forty-five for zero people. Yeah, I think there were about six or seven. Well, that's a hell of a lot better than zero. Yeah, I mean, hotel room was the nicest one I've ever stayed at, though. Really? Yeah, that's. Funny. I had the shower, like it was just. I know the people can't see my hand gestures but like there's like <laughs> a double water show. water coming from the top from the sides like it was fucking cool yeah and uh it was like one of those big walk-in showers you can fit like 15 people in
0: yeah
1: um Could funny be. story about that place though uh art garfunkel was performing there like a few weeks after i was there yeah and one of my buddies was doing the comedy show not too long after he was there because one of the guys told him that was working there, he said Art Garfunkel took a shit in the shower and left the water running. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: that's the kind of random stuff you're gonna hear on this podcast, guys. <laughs> you're like the best part about that gig was three weeks later, Art Garfunkel shit <laughs> in the shower <laughs> at the same hotel. Totally worth it. <laughs> I'm not even sure who Art Garfunkel is.
1: Um, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm sure, you got to perform in front of more than zero people. Yeah, probably at least eight or nine. Yeah. Art Garfunkel. Um, what a unfortunate name. Do you think that's his real name, Art Garfunkel?
1: Man, yeah. You'd
0: think you think he would change it? Well, I mean, it's pretty good for a a singer, I guess. But can you imagine growing up with that fucking name? Oh uh, like, yeah, I better get the shit beat out of him. Art it's probably Garfunkel why he shits and showers <laughs> and leaves the water running. <laughs> <laughs> He's so traumatized the kids beating him up in the bathroom when he was a kid. Dude, I remember being a kid like like a kindergartner first grade or something and I never wanted to poop in the bathrooms at school. Oh, and yeah. the one time I had to, I was waiting on my mom and I just couldn't wait anymore and I went in the bathroom and sure enough these sixth graders came in and they're like oh, they're like banging on the stall and like shaking the door and, you know, trying to scare me or whatever and I think I was like in middle school before I could poop again at school. Oh man. <laughs>
1: I cannot poop in public except wait. at the Des Moines funny bone really you still can't no it's so weird
0: why the Des Moines funny bone Sam
1: will shit my pants
0: on stage oh really
1: <laughs> and I was like well the feature acts I, I he's only doing 25 I'll wait for the headliner
0: <laughs> so in other words there's only been one time that yeah. you've actually been able to do it okay I thought you meant the only time I can poop is if I'm at the Des Moines funny bone it's just form. that one time yeah alright alright Let's change, yeah. let's change topics again um, What's the hardest part About being a woman
1: In stand up You know I'm sick of people Staring at my boobs yeah. It's like My jokes are up here buddy Right You know Yeah Look at my beard Look at my beard be You fucking
0: assholes. Um, do you ever get nervous anymore
1: I don't have I don't, you don't ever give get, a fuck anymore Have you ever gotten nervous Oh yeah Yeah I almost didn't go up My first time Yeah I almost left <laughs> Well, your first time, that's a, that's a different Well, story. I mean, first time, yeah. There were other times where I was like, eh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Just because, like, I was always, like, really shy, you know? And like, even in third grade, I almost puked. Like, I was in a class concert or something. It was, it was just, like, the practice for it. And, like, just being on stage, I almost puked all over the place. Yeah. You know I remember maybe? doing one of those, and
0: I wouldn't... I, I, I would sing... You know, like, we had to have a music class, and yeah. we had to sing in front of the school one time, and my music teacher was so pissed off, because I just looked at the floor the whole time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was blatantly just staring at the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't understand why they get pissed off. It's like, uh, fuck you. Yeah. You
0: know? I'm, a, I'm a kid up here. I'm like yeah. seven years old. The whole school's staring at me. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I've gotten past that whole nerve thing, but I remember when I was working for you a couple years ago, when I was going through it, and... uh Went through this anxiety period. Like I've always had anxiety. I talk about it just about every freaking podcast. Yeah, but but, um, or nerves or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I've I've gotten I've gotten over it lately. But when I was working with you, I remember I I went through it, and and now I I don't know if I, I read something in a book or something fairly recently about like, has not life and death or whatever. And it just kind of hit home with me. Oh yeah. Like it's not life and death. That doesn't really mean shit. Uh-huh. Even if you do well, it doesn't mean shit, yeah. you know, um, especially these days. Um, I've been getting better about social media though lately I've tried to embrace it like I've been trying to do something every day on Instagram and like that's cool like and comment and all that crap on other people's posts because it's so hard to do it's true it's yeah it's true people uh that's that's how people follow you Uh just you engaging with them Uh uh-huh but so now I'm just trying to make it like a job where I get on there like an hour a day and like shit and whatever
1: yeah it's already
0: it's already gone up just from just from that kind of crap oh cool yeah um do you have any ultimate comedy
1: goals um I just want to headline regularly yeah you know that's one of my goals it's so hard to get bumped up to headline without any credits you know yeah it's like I opened for a guy who opened for George Carlin what's that gonna (laughs) do you know (laughs) You open for a guy who opened for George Palmer? Yeah, Dennis Blair. Okay. You know him?
0: Um, yeah, I do, actually. Dennis and I did a, uh, we got booked to do this show in. somewhere in California, and it turned out to be like for a retirement home. I mean, the average age was like 75.
1: So I, your target audience,
0: nice. Yeah, and uh, he did really well. He went after me, and I think he's got like music in his act. And yeah. Uh-huh. And he's a little older and does cruise ships, so he's, yeah. you know they were right up his alley. But I did not do very well at all. Yeah, he kind of struggled
1: when I worked with him, because um, I think he was used to being an opener. Yeah. For so long, because like, I saw him open for George Carlin, and he did really well. Yeah. But I I think he was getting used to performing at a club, you know, like headlining a club. Okay. Yeah, I don't know him that well. I think his wife was there though. Does she travel with him all the time? Um, I don't
0: know. I think I was supposed to do like 35 minutes and it was, it was all I could do to do the 35 because they were all very old and some of the the stuff that I thought I would do okay with. And, and sometimes you're surprised at audiences, like Uh they turn out to be really good. And I think I went into that one thinking like, oh, this is going to be good. Old, old people always like me. (laughs) And. It's so fucking weird how you, you know, you, like sometimes I'll be in a hotel and in my mind for some reason I picture the show as being like packed on a Friday, Saturday or something. Uh-huh. And you walk in, the room will be like half full and they're all sat fucked up and oh, yeah. you know, and, and then in my mind if, I, if I'm if i like, oh God, I don't want to go back tonight, it's going to be like <laughs> last night and then it'll be packed. So i oh, like, yeah. so now I just try not to have any expectations
1: at all. But yeah, the first time I ever did an hour, it was like all 60 and up. Really? It was rough. Like I had, there's this one guy in the front row. He started walking out, but he's like really old and couldn't walk very well. You know? Yeah. So I was making <laughs> jokes about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, if you all start walking out now, you'll you'll hit the door by the time I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like that though. They didn't. I thought they would laugh at that,
0: but they didn't. They did not. No. Know. I remember the first time I made. Uh, <laughs> I made 500 bucks for doing this gig and it was early enough in my career that500 dollars was a big deal for one show uh-huh. and uh, it was like all these farmers and shit and they hated me and uh, I mean I did 45 minutes like I was supposed to but it was terrible it oh, wasn't yeah. it wasn't good at all and like I've ever sweat just like rolling down <laughs> my back and uh, the guy the guy when he's writing the check he's like how much owe you and you, I could tell he knew how much, yeah. but he was, like, trying to get less out yeah. of me because I, I didn't do very well. And I was like, 500 bucks. And he's That's like... Not like, a bombing fee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's 500, and it was all I could do to get out the words. I was still in my early 20s, and I'm like, $500. <laughs> he's like, okay. And you could tell he hated writing that fucking check. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're in beautiful Reno. This is a kick ass view we've got here. I like man. the view
1: except for that big fucking circle there. Yeah, I don't know what that's that, weird. I don't know
0: what that thing is out there. We're looking at downtown Reno and uh It is a cool view though, I like
1: it a lot. Yeah. Like Reno's and a
0: stuff. cool city. And and There's supposed to be good super skiing super. here, but we're looking at the mountains and I don't see any snow. Yeah. So I don't think I'm gonna be trying to go skiing this weekend.
1: Never ski? No, I've never skied.
0: I went last week. at this place called Mountain High. It's a couple hours from my house, and uh, it's fun. But it was all—it was too icy, and you gotta have—you gotta have good snow for it to be yeah. fun. Otherwise, it's just scary as shit. And last week was one of those scary as shit moments. Um. So yeah, I don't know what else to talk about, Kurt. What do you want to talk about, buddy?
1: Um, Who are
0: your influences, comedy? What did you? Uh,
1: oh, did
0: uh, you grow up like liking?
1: Uh, my three favorites growing up. Uh, My mom would always listen to these three. It was George Carlin, Eddie Murphy, and John Valby. John who? John Valby. He was known as Dr. Dirty. He just did a bunch of Dirty parody songs. I know I shouldn't have been listening to him in fifth grade, but, yeah, he was funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the only CD I've ever listened to with my mom was uh, J. Scott Holman's. Oh, yeah? And... And I, I was like, "Mom, you gotta listen to this guy." And we laughed, we laughed our ass off. You ever worked with Jay Scott? No, huh? dude, he's the funniest guy ever. One of my worst gigs ever was with Jay Scott. We worked at a. I feel bad because I think I've repeated all these stories on, on this podcast before. But we did this. Uh, um, it was in Branson, Missouri, and this guy was trying to bring R-rated comedy to Branson. And we just—he just, had rented out this 750-seat theater. And the most we had at any one show was 17 people. And they were all spread out in this huge theater. And I had to do 30, and Jay Scott had to do, like, 50. And uh, it was fucking brutal. We were, like... And then and then the, the city was, like... It was, like, during the summer... Or during the winter or something. I forget what time of the year it was, but Branson was basically closed down. Oh, yeah. Like, there weren't enough people in the town to even try to do shows. Like, all the regular mm-hmm. venues had been closed and the hotel was even closed down. So it was like just me and Jay Scott in this hotel that like didn't even have like a front no one was even at the front desk. They had just like <laughs> it was just understood that like they had left the key under the amount ima- under the mat or something. It was just a really weird thing. So Jay Scott and I had like this ghost town hotel to to get together and we would hang out all day and he made me laugh my ass off but and I was like quoting all his stuff to him. I'm like, Why don't you do this joke anymore? you know and i I'd, I'd uh-huh. recite the joke and he'd be like, Yeah That was a good one. (laughs) But but he didn't even remember the bit anymore. Yeah. Because he had quit doing it. Um, But yeah, that was probably, that was easily one of the worst gigs I've ever done in my life. And they put Jay Scott's, they had us on this Jumbotron. Like, and I I went up and sat in like the bowels of this theater and watched Jay Scott. And they, he's, he had this, his huge face on the screen, and he's, like, sweating, and he's got these big hands, and every now and again, he'd wipe his big hand across his face, and it was just, like, it was, like, zoomed in on him. It was so fucking brutal, dude. And I just remember thinking, God, thank God I only had to do 30. I think I only did, like, eight, 18 minutes. But we had shows every night at 10 o'clock. So not only were oh, the wow. shows brutal, but you had to wait all day long for them. Yeah. It was, like, waiting for the executioner or something. Uh-huh. And then the very last show was actually okay. There's like five people, but they all sat up front. And, oh cool. Yeah, and they laughed and uh it was
1: less brutal. But <laughs> So, who you say who else did you say? Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Yeah, my mom would listen to Eddie Murphy and George Carlin a lot. And then when I got older, I started listening to Stephen Wright. Yeah. Which is more your that's kind of your style. Stephen yeah. Wright. yeah. Yeah, he became my favorite like pretty quickly once I heard him. You know, I saw him on like I don't even know who the late night guy was that he was performing on that night I was like man this guy's awesome
0: yeah I remember that joke he said he had he goes uh he goes my girlfriend's on the pill IUD we used condoms and she got pregnant baby was born wearing armor <laughs> 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 and I think I fucked up the joke there's like a couple other vertical controls in there but that was the gist of it. Yeah, I always liked Stephen Wright, too. He yeah.
1: was, uh... You don't see him do comedy anymore. You don't see him do shit anymore. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot. Uh, he tours a little bit, but... Not much. What
0: do you comics do when they don't do shit anymore? Like, I wonder about that sometimes. Like Yeah, I
1: don't know. I, I did see him on, uh... Uh... Louis C.K. had a show called Horace and Pete. Yeah. He was on that. But that was a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, What's your opinion about Louis C.K. and what, what happened to him?
1: About him spanking off in front of ladies? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really hear all the stuff. Like, okay. I didn't read any stuff about it. I just heard he was wanking in front of ladies. Like, Dude, from what did I... Did he force him to stay there? Or? No. See,
0: that's the thing. In, in my eyes and from what I understand, all he did was ask a really inappropriate question. Because uh-huh. the women who said no, he goes, okay, sorry, I have, an, I have issues. And then he w- that was it. And if uh-huh. they said yes, then he did it. And, hey, you're a grown-up. Leave the room yeah. if you don't want to see it. And, Absolutely. And, you know, if you thought he was kidding, well, when he pulled out his dick, then you knew he wasn't kidding. Yeah. So then you can leave. Uh-huh. And from what I understand, no, he didn't make anyone stay. It's not like yeah. he was in a okay. raincoat, you know, That's doing it in day front day. of a restaurant. No, it was just a really
1: off question. Do you mind if I jerk off on your podcast? No, please. Okay. I mean, uh, you know. If you hear a weird sound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's me screaming and leaving the room. No, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. So, yeah, if that makes you comfortable, you go ahead and do that, buddy. Um, I'm already done. Do you enjoy featuring, though? It's kind of the easiest no, spot. It, yeah, it's,
1: it's awesome. Like, especially on the 20-minute nights, you know.
0: That's what you're doing like, this
1: week is, yeah. like, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's just because 20 minutes is fucking cake. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I haven't been on stage in a little over a month, but 20 minutes will be pretty easy.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, and it's great because if it's going well, then it's over and <coughs> it flash. goes by so fast. And if it's going bad, eh, it's still just 20 yeah. minutes. You just you're stand still there 18 more minutes. Yeah. You just stand there and take <laughs> it. Yeah, and uh, but also it's good because if the MC sucks, then you're going to look like a, you know, you're going to look that much better. Yeah. And if the MC's good, chances are they're not going to be so good that you can't follow them. Yeah. But you just ride their wave, and the crowd's uh-huh. nice and warmed up. So
1: yeah.
0: it's definitely the best spot, and that's why it cracks me up when, when people come out and they'll say to the feature, you know, and this happened to me a lot when I was featuring, and they'd be like, you're better than the headliner. You should be headlining and all that stuff. And then when I started headlining, I was like, oh, headlining is much harder. Yeah. Like You have to deal with <laughs> you have to deal with drunks and you have to deal with the checks coming out yeah. and, and maybe you did have to follow a really hot feature who only had to do 20 minutes or whatever yeah. and uh and so i it it, it i realized pretty quickly and right. it hurts your feelings like i i i can't say that I, i've honestly hurt it a whole lot fortunately that that you know i mean i liked you better than the headliner when i'm headlining but when I was featuring, it was all, it, it's, it's, what people don't seem to realize
1: is it's uncomfortable for everyone. Like, oh, yeah.
0: But because people come out and they say it in front
1: of, Yeah, I mean, it's a of nice both compliment comments. to hear, but it's like, you're standing right there with your buddy. Yeah. Who they're, you know, talking shit kind of about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they're saying it right in front of the person. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's just awkward for, for both of us. Yeah. And, uh. So when I was featuring all the time, and someone would say that, especially if the headliner was there, but even if the headliner wasn't there, when they would say it, I go, "Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed the show."
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh-huh. I would just say, "I'm glad you enjoyed the show." I, I wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm glad you like me better," or yeah, yeah, I should be headlining. What the fuck, yeah. you know? Like, but that's what, almost what crowds, a lot of them expect you to say, like, or uh-huh. or if you just say, um, if you just say, oh, "I'm glad you enjoyed the show," they go, they look
1: at you like, "No, I said you were better." I'm like, uh-huh. I heard what you said. It was just yeah. stupid and you don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, cuz I got that I was MC in the Tulsa Looney Bin in January and some lady comes up. She's like, "I thought you were the best one on the whole show." <laughs> and, and, I, <laughs> and like the other two guys are right there and I'm like, "Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah." You now, it's so weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was in Richmond a few years ago and uh and the feature act was doing a lot of crowd work and was really good and uh Mike Merrifield actually. He's oh a, yeah. He's a funny dude and uh black guy came up and we're standing there and he's like, man, I gotta say it. I think I enjoyed you more than the headline. And I was like, you mean me, dickhead? (laughs) (laughs) I'm standing right here. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, that was you. Um... (laughs) (laughs) And then he bought a t-shirt, I think, out of guilt. Um, But yeah, I took his freaking money. I didn't care. I'll take your, I'll take your guilt money. So, uh, is there any, any, uh,
1: Anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap this up? Uh No, I kind of wanted to mention the McDonald's I went to today,
0: which yeah. is absolute
1: garbage. Yeah. I mean, it's McDonald's, which is... But well, this is probably the worst McDonald's I've ever been to in my life. I can't eat that shit anymore. I don't know it's, how you do it. I don't know. I was just hungry, and I didn't know where to go. And I go in this McDonald's, and just everybody there is, looks fucking homeless. Yeah. Except for this one guy. So I go over and sit by him. And uh, he's, like, an older guy, and he's dressed nice and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is a normal dude. And I'm just sitting there eating, uh, eating. And he just fucking busts up laughing to himself. Yeah. And he keeps doing it, like, the whole time I'm sitting there. Like, I have no idea what he's laughing at. But it's so funny to me, because it's like, (laughs) man, this guy's fucked up, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's Reno, man.
0: Last night I got in the elevator, and there's this guy who... uh, he seemed pretty drunk. Either that, or he was acting drunk, and he was gonna mug me. One of the two. But um, he was a, kind of this older guy, but he's like, I don't know, if he looked like a damn iron worker or something. He was kind of buff, and he was drunk as shit, and he had he was had a beard. His hand, he's like, "Do you work here?" And I had this, I had a t-shirt on and like jeans, and I looked at him like, "No." And he gets in the elevator with me, and uh, I think he asked me that because he was trying to hide his beer, uh, like yeah. like, I, like I was gonna get him in trouble or something. I'm like wearing a fucking baseball hat, and I'm like, what makes you think I work at a hotel, dumbass? Um, but he's like, so what do you do? I'm like, I don't work. Working's for suckers, because there was no way I was going to tell him I was a fucking yeah. comedian. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as drunk and dumb as he was. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a professional bum. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Good for you, buddy. And uh, I was trying to be nice to him, because you never know crazy people that oh, yeah. swing on your ass for no reason. Yeah. And I really did have a feeling that he was <clears throat> thinking about. Uh, mugging me, and yeah. <laughs> and I just happened to have like eight hundred bucks in my pocket because I just had all this t-shirt money that I, oh, didn't want, I didn't want to leave in the hotel room when I went downstairs to eat.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, I didn't even think about that until I got in my room. But um, but yeah, it was it was weird. And that's the kind of people you will run into in Reno if you uh-huh. go to eat here after midnight. You will feel like
1: um, a goddamn road scholar. Oh man, I'll eat some of my business cards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. We're going to have a good time. and uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. I'll man. listen to this later, and if it sucks, we'll do it again. But uh, I think it was pretty good. We'll talk
1: more about Mark Hall. Yeah, no, there you go. Piss him off some more. One Richie Lewis
0: piece of shit. You don't like Richie Lewis yeah. either? You know, he's a guy from records, and uh, I-, I liked him after he won his world championship, but then he did this thing. He was wrestling a true freshman, or a, maybe he's a red shirt freshman. Either way, the guy's a freshman. And they had a close match. And he just loves to talk after his matches. Yeah. And again, I'm old. I'm kind of old school. Like, we just didn't do that when I wrestled.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, he, like, got up and pounded his chest and, like, said something in the kid's face. And, yeah. and I was like, dude, he's a freshman. You're a fifth-year senior. Yeah, plus he's
1: already beat you twice. And you had a close match. No, not in Are Marinelli. About,
0: oh. I was talking oh, yeah, about... Yeah. Uh, this kid Evan Wick from Wisconsin, Wick, yeah, he yeah, did yeah. the same thing to him. Well, he was doing him. shit like that
1: with Marinelli too.
0: Yeah, I saw and, that when yeah. he beat him the Constellations, and then uh, what did Marinelli end up getting? Did he take fifth? Yeah, Sixth. He got beat again by Massa. Yeah. Okay, I didn't get to see that one. But uh, anyway, sorry if you guys didn't understand about half what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> I think some of you did. I know some people are wrestling fans listening to this, but uh, do you have any social media you want to plug, buddy?
1: Um, Twitter, Funny Fletcher. Uh, Instagram is Comedian Kurt Fletcher. I'm on Facebook. Yeah, C-U-R-T Fletcher.
0: Yeah, C-U-R-T. Don't spell it wrong. Yeah, there's only one way to spell Fletcher.
1: Yeah. And Gaither, people get confused all the time. Oh, (laughs) man, when you were in Tulsa a few weeks ago, the MC kept fucking your name up. I don't know if you noticed. Was he calling me Gaithier? No, it was the female. She kept calling you... Tim Gavin and shit like that after the show.
0: Oh really? <laughs> I didn't. She I, screwed it up like
1: two or three times. Yeah.
0: Huh. I <coughs> wasn't around. Ra- I wasn't around after the show. I was yeah. out in the lobby already. But um, yeah, people always fuck mm-hmm. up my name, and I've got this superstition, like from wrestling for so long when I was a kid. Like I always had to do everything uh, the same way. Like I had, you know, I had these just superstitions, and whether I won or lost, I could always go back and think about like oh, you lost because your socks were pulled up the right way or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it seems like every time someone mispronounces my name when they introduce me, I have a bad set. And people always want to call me Gaithier. Uh-huh. And I don't know how many times I have to tell them, it's Gaither, it's Gaither, oh, yeah. it's Gaither. And I keep telling them, like, please pronounce it right. It uh-huh. drives me fucking crazy. And, uh... And they'll still do it. Please welcome Tim Gaethier. And they'll like, go, oh, man, I'm sorry I did it again. <laughs> I'm like, it's not yeah. that fucking difficult.
1: <laughs> it's really not. It's right there on that poster I brought with
0: me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Gaither. laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. And uh, thanks, Kirk, for being on here. Thank and, you. Uh, appreciate it. We're going to have fun this week, buddy. All yeah. right. God bless all of you. Bye-bye.